If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You found Atomic Android Radio. Hello and welcome to In Universe, where we talk the ins and outs of our favorite fictional universes. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. And today we're joined by our illustrious guest, Connor Breton. Oh, hello. Um, I was, I, I was, I felt really under pressure because when you said I'm Adam, I'm Andrew, I was like, do, do I, do I go I'm Connor here? I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I always feel like people are gonna think that, and every time we start it, I'm like, oh, I should have told them we're gonna introduce ourselves, <laughs> and then we'll introduce them because I always feel like when I say it, because we usually go in that order, I guess, or order of whoever's introducing. I don't know. There's not really a science to it. But I always feel like it's like that's the time where the guest would think they introduce themselves. Yeah, I'm no, it, every time somebody just blurts out there and hi, I'm this. And that because that would rule. That would be I, I won't lie. I was like, and today we're talking about Pokemon. Gotta catch yeah. them all. I, get, <laughs> I know that line. But here's something <laughs> that line's gone. Is it? That's, they they stopped yeah, using not a it thing anymore because it's nine hundred and forty something hundred Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. It's too so many to catch like, now. We gotta catch them all. No, we can't say that anymore because <laughs> we, we gotta lower our benchmark there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm no, sure people are still sense. wanting to catch them all. Yeah, yeah, but there's a big difference between what is it? Uh, catching a hundred and seventy something when it to first like, yeah, came to out almost to like a thousand, thousand. Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, can you yeah. even catch all of them now? Because I know some of them are split between different games, and I don't oh, know if we'll you can trade there. back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk uh, first our familiarity with Pokemon. Um, I guess I'll start. Uh, I, I was absolutely obsessed as a kid. I used to have, I think I still do. Um, 
I have a bucket of like the plastic Pokemon toys in my closet right now I could pull out. I've seen that bucket. Yeah, there. it's 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 too many. It's I had tons of them. Um uh I know from a little bit of off camera that uh everybody here is, is familiar with you know tabletop role playing or Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, before I had any real concept of what that was, I ran basically that for a friend of mine in preschool. <laughs> I had my toys as like mini figurines and <laughs> they were a player and they would interact they would encounter pokemon and and fight them it was really lame but it was fun. yeah no it's it lamer even um i wasn't involved in this but i know you and a group of friends in early high school uh used to larp pokemon in your bed that's a strong word that's a strong word. <laughs> no we, well, we used it as an excuse to roughhouse because i think that's sort of the every young man wants to roughhouse Okay, but did you or did you guys not yell the attacks you were doing yes, that were Pokemon we attacks? Okay. <laughs> and then uh, um, somebody threw a bottle cap at somebody saying they were butterfree, and then that person <laughs> wasn't allowed to come back to my house because they got injured. <laughs> and keep in mind, this was freshman year of high school. I think it, it wasn't was, like uh, yeah, I think grade. it was the summer between then, but yes um well for me i have you guys are than me anyway uh i have the i'd say intro knowledge of pokemon like i could recognize pokemon and probably like i could probably like say their name or anything Um, say their name the single pokemon yeah i i could do like probably put their names together with how they (laughs) built it yeah the rap i know yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know. No, I was gonna say I know a majority of the rap. I know the tune for the rap. Um, <laughs> I played uh, Smash Bros. a bunch, and they're in that. Um, I played a couple of the games. I want to play the new one coming out. The I think it's Pokemon Legends. Oh, because, the one in Ancient Sinnoh. Yeah. Hmm. For a while, I've been like, oh, I would like to play one of the classic Pokemon games, like the Go. You're isometric walk around grab uh pokemon make them fight because the newer ones all seem to have some sort of gimmick in it that a lot of people seem to be like oh this isn't what pokemon really is and so that new game coming out kind of looks the most like that so once that comes out i'll probably play that oh and i did talking about rpgs we were a part of a pokemon tabletop Uh, i've forgotten about this um where i uh, run was, by friend of the show marco he was on uh, yeah the fallout episode i was uh a jigglypuff but i could talk much like detective pikachu and i've or seen meow. that movie or meow um so i i think i started a pokemon revolution in yeah this. <laughs> i was a, a ditto who took the form of a boy but i wore six sunglasses so no one could tell Oh yeah, we 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 predicted the plot beat of Detective. Pikachu yeah, we we predicted because, that bit. Spoilers yeah. if anybody cares about a movie that's uh, been out for yeah, ages. Spoilers for Detective Pikachu. Uh, look, um, if they're listening to this, they've probably seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that's no. it. Um, all right, Connor, what what's your familiarity with Pokemon? All right, for my own sake, I just need to know what what age range are you guys in before I go on my spiel? Uh, early twenties. Twenty one. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so I have nearly 12 years on you. And um, oh. I remember buying 
um, Pokemon Blue with money I had saved up for ages um, before the cartoon even came out here in uh, in Ireland. And um, yeah, since then, I've been consistently playing. Um, day one fan. Day, day one fan. I am not what uh, some people would call a Gen 1-er. Um, I am not that dude. But I um, but like Gen 1 is very important to me. So yeah, so yeah. Um, I actually even then, uh, let's see. So when I was a kid, there was Pokemon Blue. Played that extensively. Uh, then Pokemon Gold um leaf green like every, every generation however gen 4 when it changed to the the ds games mm-hmm. i didn't want to invest in a new console i was around 15 at that time and i was like i'm too cool for pokemon which <laughs> which dear listener i wasn't um <laughs> so i i didn't play for a while and then um God, when did that come out? Then in 2013, Pokemon X and Y were coming out and it, it had made the jump to 3D graphics instead of that isometric mm-hmm. you were talking about, Andrew. So I then was like, oh man, I kind of got to get in on this. So I then bought um, a game from the two generations. I'd missed Gen, Gen 4 and Gen 5 and a console for them secondhand and uh, played two of them. And I've played every one since then again. Um, so my knowledge is, embarrassingly excited <laughs> um, well, that's pretty good we got an expert on this yeah, show. but here's the thing when i re- when we decided yeah let's do a pokemon episode i was like for fuck's sake i'm not gonna curse i don't know if cursing is allowed yet yeah, it's, fine. It's, We're good. it's fine we okay. curse our so i was gonna say for fuck's sake uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is my fourth podcast to do this week because uh, i have my own show story of a storyteller um and i did two episodes of that and this is my second one to guest on and it's the first time i realized i wasn't wearing a pokemon t-shirt halfway through oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. (laughs) So, so yes, that's that's my Pokemon knowledge. Uh, For a long time, um, for every generate, like every time a new game would come out, especially when they were doing the the two of them, like black and white, I would buy both versions. I would just, I would get both of them, finish both games, and then be like, all right, I don't really know why I got both of these. Yeah, that that's something I never understood growing up. Was I, I knew they always came out like as a duo. At least, yeah, at least two two. coming out. Were they the same game with different Pokemon or what? Yeah, for the most part, they were the same game with slightly different story beats. Uh, Usually a different legendary would be towards the end. Different legendary, uh, different couple of things. Like, for example, if you go uh, blue and red, like the first games, um, which <laughs> you're too young to play. And remember, um, I yeah, like in that, for example, you could catch Caterpie, Metapod and Butterfree in blue, mm-hmm. but you couldn't catch Weedle, Kakuna and Beedrill. But red then was the opposite of that. Uh, okay. Think- now, I know with those, maybe it's not that early on. I know with the Game Boy ones, uh, one of the big things in school was there was that wire where you could yeah. get two Game Boys and trade Pokemon. Could you then trade the ones that were exclusive to like red and put them into blue? That yeah, was a that big was part of whole, it. Yeah. That was yeah. the whole point. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, like, that makes sense. When you're a kid. So for example, like I bought I bought blue and then um, uh, we, mo- we moved. Yeah, we moved like pretty much a couple of months after I started playing it. I started a new school and um, then the cartoon came out. And then mm. I knew everything before the car- like, and then I realized because you see the first series of the cartoon follows the plot line of um, of blue and red. So mm-hmm. 
I was just like, people were like, oh my God, this happened to the country. I'm like, yeah, yeah, now he's going to go to here. And they're like, how do you know? <laughs> I was like, I'm I like, this. <laughs> so a couple of friends, a couple of the people that I kind of became my friends, they ended up wanting to get Game Boys and Pokemon too. So I was just like, okay, if you're going to, you have to get red um, because then we, I can, we can help then each other. Then we can, out. yeah, mm-hmm. help each other trade what we don't have. Exactly. Yeah, that that always seemed like the like coolest selling point for that game was that the fact that it was like trading cards, but in a video game. Right. Type deal. Some of them that were that was part of how they evolved. You needed to trade yeah. them over to get the other. T- like you couldn't just get what is it? I think I'm a champ. You need to trade. The champ, Alakazam, Gengar, and Golem was one of them too as well. Golem, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to trade them to actually even own those Pokemon. So if you wanted to catch them all, you'd have to. You'd need friends. Yeah, no, or a guy did buy both. That, well, yeah, that's kind of the sad way of doing it, I guess. I was just going to say, oh, that sounds like a really awesome experience. Like you and your best friend or whoever both have each version of the Pokemon. And as you like play through, you're helping each other and trade back and forth and everything. Or I guess you could own both and trade yourself well no i only had the one ds so if i wanted to oh, trade yeah. between myself <laughs> i did need a friend <laughs> or that's at least a friend advice in general though isn't it i need a friend um that's generally <laughs> something that everyone needs um but yeah i like and then it was so funny because back in when i was first really really intensely playing it with blue and red um i was i was the first one with the link cable as well so sometimes, like when it got popular, most like some kind of Connor, would you bring in your link? Yeah, you'd be the middleman between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you guys need me to trade amongst yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was very happy to. I mean, it's it's how yeah. I made friends, and then they realized I wasn't um, very confident or eloquent or interesting, so they just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Look, I'll just go down and get my own cord. That's fine." That's basically what happened. I lost friends because people went to shops. <laughs> 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 that's pretty good <laughs> uh do we have a favorite pokemon each because i know for some people that's pretty hard yeah i mean but i do like there's the statement that every pokemon is somebody's favorite oh no yeah no there's oh, no pokemon no one likes like oh. there's definitely pokemon no one likes <laughs> we'll, we'll get into those guys afterwards who do we okay like? um I, what's that one guy uh he looks like a man i think it's mr mime, mime. Oh, uh, yeah mr mime is gross <laughs> not, i have to go i thought this was gonna be a fun podcast and <laughs> <laughs> um, that's unacceptable well yeah. i love that he's just a little man like all the other ones well i guess there's like the champ and stuff but for the majority have animal quality clearly yeah. animals yeah but i like that this was just a little guy he's, he's maybe around. the most unpleasant yeah yeah which i no, guess appeals yeah. to somebody yeah it appeals to me it's, for me i don't like mr mine because he just he's right there in that uncanny valley like he's, yeah ugh, he's just so yeah, anyway. Especially yeah. That's exactly the, why I like him, though. In the original <laughs> game, so graphic-wise, it could be hard to tell if he was a Pokemon or just, like, a guy who was also in the grass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, because they the other kids or whatever would walk through the grass, Yeah, they'd right? also just be walking yeah. around and you could fight them. So, like, when he first pops up, it could be like, oh, is this just a weird-looking person? Or is this an animal <laughs> this I need to fight? Kid? Um, <laughs> uh, my personal favorite, and I think uh, this might have been foreshadowed in our RPG talk, 
is ditto i love ditto he's a little blob mm -hmm. he becomes a, a thing it rules i love his blank Look, expressionless it, it, stare it, yeah it's the best. i was gonna say his his face is probably some of the best design in pokemon just straight line two dots <laughs> uh oh god so um i don't know if you, if you guys know this uh but i'm actually a teacher uh in my day job i uh, teach primary school which is you know you guys would call it elementary school yeah yeah um, yeah so like pokemon kind of came back in ireland relatively recently like in the last six years or so and um I have a lot of Pokemon t-shirts, as I said earlier. So mm -hmm. now a lot of the kids know me as that teacher that likes Pokemon. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So I get asked this question a lot by kids. It's like, especially when they first discover. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. They're just like, yeah, name a Pokemon. I'm just like, how many <laughs> do you want? Um, but <laughs> often I'll get the question, um, what's your favorite Pokemon? And my answer is always, now, hang on, what do you mean? Like, what's my favorite Pokemon from when I was a kid? What's my favorite Pokemon design? What's my favorite Pokemon for battle? What's my all-time favorite, like, personally? So I'm going to give you all of them. All-time favorite, personally, is Venusaur, by okay. far. Just because Bulbasaur was always my first one, yeah. I, I always got Bulbasaur. Oh, I, love Bulbasaur. I always, I, I always thought I'd go with Charmander. And when I do play, because I know I played a couple. Like there was one that was specifically made on the phone, and I've played Friends and everything. And when I started from the beginning, I always picked Charmander. Yeah, okay. yeah. They're all they're all awesome, but just because Venusaur was my first one, um, I I just really loved that. Just. It just he just looked so tanky and intimidating mm -hmm. but kind of cool at the same and kind of pretty at the same time too um so that's my all-time favorite my all-time favorite for battling is a relatively new one Mimikyu um I don't know if either of you know that one so I don't know that one uh, I'm, I'm familiar yeah 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 so um Mimikyu is uh, a ghost dark type Pokemon who um is so horrifying to look at that if you ever see his real face you'll die in shock apparently so but oh, uh, really hp lovecraft style <laughs> yeah 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 but he really wants to be loved so i just think the storyline is so cute but he's actually really good competitively so what he does is he looks around and goes like oh the most po popular pokemon is pikachu so he makes a pikachu costume yeah, it's the oh one yeah that no i know i know which one you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what, what I love about him is it, they nerfed him now in the, in the later games. But when he was first introduced, he had this ability where um, the first hit against him, the first physical attack or special attack that actually hit him mm -hmm. would just do no damage. And his disguise, like the fake head of Pikachu on the top, would just deflate like a balloon and fall to the side. <laughs> That's pretty good. And it was awesome because if you fought somebody who hadn't fought one before, they'd be like, but, but I hit you. And I'm like, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been using Swords Dance and now his attack is really high. So good luck to you. So yeah, Mimikyu would be my favorite. I am... And then Tauros is another favorite, which is oh, a very God. boring one because it's just that like bull with three it's, Yeah, but bulls are cool. Yeah, but the reason he's my favorite is because he was the last Pokemon I had to catch uh, um, to, to get to, the hunter. To catch them all, yeah. Catch them mm -hmm. all. And um, I did, and just, I it was like it was like the second coming of Christ. I was just like, I caught a Tauros! <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, uh, they'd be amongst my favorites, definitely. That's fair. Uh, if you could have only one, like in real life as a pet, just a genuine pet, but you only get one of, from all Pokemon. Who would you pick? 
Oh, uh, Charizard. He's a dragon. Yeah, look, fair you enough. get a dragon. I yeah. picked Ditto because then I could look like a guy. Uh, I'd pick uh, Jirachi, which is a legendary from Gen Three because it grants wishes, and then I could wish for all the other ones. Uh, well, <laughs> see, if I knew that, I would have picked that one. You see, uh, this is my knowledge me comes of, to play. <laughs> wishing in general, I was in a class once uh, where then the teacher made it a point of anytime it was eleven eleven, they would do, you know make a wish because that's I, I guess a thing sometimes. Uh, and I guess I was an asshole, and I saw that and said, "Well, I wish no one else's wishes come true." <laughs> <laughs> and she got genuinely very mad at me. Like I was, I was in very much. I was in trouble because <laughs> it was a mean thing to do. I shouldn't. Yeah, have done no, it. it's a very rude thing to do. What if like one kid's like, "Oh, I wish I could see my dad this." <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Like really sad like that, and you're like, mm, how about no? Well, look, they sh they should better themselves in their lives and not put all their money in wishes. <laughs> Magic never solved any problems, yeah, and mean... also it doesn't exist, so it's okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's get back to Pokemon. Everybody hates because I don't know if that's true. Because we just saw he loves Mister Mime. <laughs> is that is that like a hot take do people is there like a hate out there for mr okay, I, I don't know i just it just it disturbs me i'm sure there's people out there that like him but it's just it's just a bit weird um pokemon people hate so there's there's see i'm trying to think you see here's the thing there's so many now that some of them mm -hmm. are just like so bleh, yeah they just kind of get, just... get forgotten yeah i think I think I saw one in one of the recent games that was just kind of like a dog holding a sword. And I, I was I like, think oh, that's the dude. legendary. That was that a legendary. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, he's the like, titular sword in the sword game of that. Because like all the other ones are like clearly like, oh, you see a bit of like an animal and like Pikachu. He's like a bit mouse. Yeah, he's or, a big like, electric rat. Yeah, but that one was just a dog. And I was like, yeah, but I like the ones that are just like, there's the one in uh, Sword and Shield that's a corgi, and that rules. I love corgis. Yeah, I guess that's cool. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Uh, so, ones that are hated, though, are the very blunt ones. They're usually the ones that don't evolve and don't have a pre evolved form yeah. as well. And they're usually ones that, like, they're not very good competitively, or they're not very good for battles. They're not very. They're not amazing in design. Like, there's no reasons I like them. They're literally filler. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. um, Love Disc would be the first one that comes to my head, which is literally just, a, 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 like, a Valentine's Day heart tilting on its side so that the, the pointy bit it's is like just a the mouth, mouth yeah. of a fish. <laughs> you, I think you Sounds find... kind of gross. If you're going to find Pokemon that people don't like, it's probably the fish. Because those yeah. are the ones that, because they're you can't just walk into them. You kind of have to go fishing for them or, or be in the water. They could yeah. just come up less often. And, and then when they do come up, they're kind of gross. Yeah, and a lot of that in the games, usually when you're when you're able to surf or surf, because you know fishing for Pokemon, no one does that unless they're looking for a specific mm -hmm. one. Uh, but when you're surfing on the water, you're running into the wild ones. You kind of nine times out of ten in the games, and this is a bad design at the end, really. You kind of have your team set for the game. And yeah, you don't by then, it. yeah. You come across a, a floating piece of confetti and they call it Love Disc, and you're like, I'm good. I'm going to stick with my <laughs> 38 Gyarados. Thanks very much. 
uh yeah that that's the one exception to my people don't like fish magikarp yeah. rules i i was gonna say that i i thought magikarp was a like fan favorite of oh, he like is. the fish type Pokemon. Yeah. he's the exception that proves the rule he's the only good fish i can think of oh, he's no. well look he's the only fish i can think <laughs> of oh god no there's there's a few other like um Goldine and uh, Seeking. Yeah, they're okay. Crazy popular, but they're pretty, you know, big. They're well uh, known, I, I guess. Yeah, no, they are. There's, there's another fish. I can't remember um, Pokemon. I can't remember its name now. Um, and it's pretty cool. Like, so basically, it's, it's a uh, you, you know the way fish in, in the ocean, they real fish, not Pokemon fish. Mm-hmm. They um can swarm together and then they move in this really hypnotic weird way. Where it's oh like, yeah, you uh, find it a lot in like tuna and stuff. The big yeah, yeah, a, a school of fish. Yeah, like a, so. There's one fish Pokemon that it's just one on its own, and then when it gets hit, like the the the, the lore is that all the other ones nearby swarm together and they become oh, like pretty cool. you know that bit in Little Nemo when uh, they when Dory mm-hmm. and thing and and it's they're all turned into like a giant yeah fish yeah the Green Lantern construct but made of fish yeah, yeah, yeah. basically that but with Pokemon and uh, so that that's pretty cool as well. I can't remember the name of it now it's really annoying me um I don't quite <laughs> understand Pokemon evolution like. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not regular evolution, but yeah, because like it doesn't happen. There's no real analog in nature. You can't just like give a rat a stone and it becomes a bigger rat. Yeah, there's not really. I guess it would. The closest thing would be a butterfly. Yeah, they it's, they it, metamorphose. It, yeah, and that or, or like time and everything. I guess One if you get enough grasshoppers thing... together, they become locusts. Washington. I guess that's a Pokemon. <laughs> I just remembered the name of that Pokemon. Uh, wishy Wishy Washy. Oh, that rules. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you were saying. Oh yeah, go ahead. But yeah, no, what you're saying about the evolution thing, it is. You're right, Andrew. It's the it's the metamorphosis um, mm-hmm. that happens with bugs because. Um, satoshi something i can't remember the guy the guy who invented pokemon um he loved collecting bugs as a kid yeah and little jars that was kind of the whole premise of pokemon did yeah. he make them fight I, <laughs> look i don't think that was part of it but probably maybe look, he, he put the wrong species in the same jar and they fought and he was like hang on <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm on ran out of jars here. and accidentally put a beetle in with a spider and magic yeah. was born <laughs> um but yeah like real animals don't do that but you kind of want them like like i don't know i want pokemon evolution to be more like real evolution i guess i want there to be more millions of years but yeah that yes i would love the game to take millions of years to play but um i don't know i just want it to make more sense i guess my brain doesn't click with it oh like how it's like oh this is uh I don't know, uh, a, a bear on fire and it turns into like a koala on fire that could explode or something. You want like, oh, this is the uh, just a straight up better version of that bear? Well, some, something like that. Something like, like Diglett. He's just a little dude who pops out of the dirt. But when he evolves, he becomes three little dudes that pop out of the dirt. Where do those other little dudes come from? Are they spawned out of him or do they just show up? 
Sorry, I'm giggling away to myself because Andrew just said, well, it's a bear on fire and it turns into, and in my head, it just went a pile of ash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a dead bear? Oh, that would, that would be pretty good. That would make sense. No, yeah, no. no. Pokemon... From a fire type to a ghost type, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some Pokemon do make sense in a really cool way, uh, the revolutions. Like, um, there's one... Oh, what do you call sand castle? I think, and it's 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 a haunted sand castle, mm-hmm. and it's it's like first form is just you know when you just the one bucket and you just <laughs> you yeah, tip it over, like, put it on. It has a little spade, power. yeah, mm-hmm. and it has a little spade sticking out of its head. It's really it's really cute. But when it evolves, it becomes a full proper big sand castle that you'd see at like sand castle competitions, and the gateway of the gate going into the castle is its mouth so that makes sense to me it's yeah like, that rule yeah I like that. no that rule, makes sense that figure um but then there's other ones that don't make sense like we talked about it earlier magic carp gyarados that does not make sense yeah you take a, a a dog shit fish and turn it into a massive sea serpent yeah yeah well no maybe they're just babies when they're like tadpole to frog is like yeah a totally different thing like, i could see that and i do believe magikarp comes from a uh legend of a like a, it's like a carp that swims upstream enough times and if it gets up the waterfall it becomes like a big sea serpent it's so, actually, it becomes a dragon it's a Japanese yeah, dragon if they leap over a mountain they can become a dragon or something yeah so uh, i guess that's where that comes in but also you don't see magic cards swimming up like streams and mountains you just kind of throw them at things and let them get beat up for a well, while yeah but they can't make his evolution like specifically oh he's not like fight or you don't give him candy or whatever well no you like, have to put him on a street uh, and swim what is it up. uh what's that oh he's really he's a dumb he looks like a stuffed animal he's got a Big tail. If he gets bit by another Pokemon, he evolves. Slowpoke. That's it. He becomes Slow King when he gets another Pokemon, just a separate one, biting his head, and he becomes clever. That's that's his whole evolution. Yeah. Look, I don't know enough to be like, oh, but those ones may like the the ones that come to mind for me is like Pichu to Pikachu to Raichu. Yeah, that's like that's getting bigger, or like Charmander to Charizard. That's yeah. a lizard getting bigger. Mm. But like, I, I guess... Bulbasaur to Venusaur is great in, t- in terms of evolution because it starts as a bulb and then it starts, then to, it starts to flower and it flowers. Yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense to me. Or even... Um, uh, oh. Squirtle to Last Big one. Turtle with like candy. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't see how that Where works. did the man-made it, element... Like in the Sandcastle one, he has a spade. That makes sense because he's like a haunted sandcastle. I get yeah. that. Somebody else made a sandcastle and a ghost inhabited it. But yeah. like Blastoise grows metallic guns. He, yeah. he biologically produces metal. What's that? I I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love the thing. I don't I can't explain it or understand it. <laughs> but uh, like there's other there's I always thought there was one. It's a Gen Five Pokemon suit. So, um, so if either of you played that one, you might be more familiar. Uh, you mask into con. I can never say it right. Configurus or con configurus. So you mask is just this little black um, uh, little ghost type thing. It's just a head, really sad, mm. and it has a tail hanging straight down, almost like almost like a musical note, right? Yeah. But at the end of the tail, it's carrying a little golden mask. Yeah, it's got like a little um, like mat, like a like genuine a mask. mask. Yeah. yeah, like a death yeah. mask. And then and then it evolves. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. ...into a moving, haunted Egyptian sarcophagus. Like yeah, <laughs> like okay, man, I don't get. Yeah, exactly. Like, Especially in lore, because if I'm not mistaken, that death mask is whoever. That's the ghost. That's, that's whoever that is. A guy yes. died and became that Pokemon, and then I guess fought enough other Pokemon to get a better place to live as a ghost. Like I don't know. I, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I love the thing, but I do not understand the fully. <laughs> <laughs> Those Pokemon are where you get the the weirdest bits of that, where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's just like a dead guy. He he's there. He's gonna fight your isn't like one of them just a dead kid? Like when a kid dies, his soul becomes a Pokemon. Oh, Oh, there's a few. The ghost Pokemon are really creepy. If you, I I can go in on that. I mean, you know, please do. So there's there's a couple. So first of all, there's uh, Driftblim. Right. Right. So Driftblim is. I hated the design at first, and then I was like, actually, it's kind of cool. So it's basically a purple kind of and yellow and white balloon with the string hanging down. But the lore is it will drift by playgrounds and schools and graveyards and stuff. And if a kid tries to catch and grab a string, 
it will take the kid away. Yeah. It'll just fly away. <laughs> it's just Pennywise, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's some Pennywise stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then... um. And it becomes like a massive hot air balloon too. It like, becomes a, a drift. A, 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 what's it called? Not a dirigible. What are they called? The Hindenburg. What are they? Uh, Zeppelin. Uh, Zeppelin. Zeppelin. It becomes a kind of a Zeppelin. Yeah, it becomes massive. How many kids is it pulling away that way? Like, look, if I was a kid and I saw Zeppelin pass my playground, you know, I'm gonna go try to get on it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's gonna be fun. Um, there's another one as well that I even remember as a kid being a bit. Oh, I'm disturbed by this. Um, so there's a Pokemon. Ninkeda, like you know, cicadas, like it's yeah. nin, like a ninja keda, uh, ninja cicada. But um, if you let me get this right, so if you he evolves into ninjask, right? Another bug type that's really fast, very strong. But if when you evolve ninkeda into ninjask, you have a blank slot in your in your party, another Pokemon will appear that is the um shedded skin of the like you know like the chrysalis yeah yeah yeah. and uh the pokedex entry is if anyone looks directly into the hole on its back they lose their soul forever right Uh, yeah see i would be so screwed when you use it you were looking at its hole yeah (laughs) back is facing you see you're the one that's lost their soul so yeah (laughs) yeah no that's messed up see all the people uh during the the second satanic panic around pokemon they were right they do want your soul yep yes they do i sold it long ago (laughs) it seems like with the ghost type there's a lot of like oh don't do this or you'll become one of these yeah or or lose your soul or die instantly or yeah and i i i would just be so screwed because i'd have someone be like hey you see that pokemon right there if you look into its hole you you lose your soul and i'm like no you don't and i go and look in and i just die or whatever's (laughs) Losing your soul yeah, yeah whatever that does to you does pokemon you have a heaven Pres- no well, they have a god I think you just become a ghost pokemon. yeah they do which is a pokemon and you can catch it yeah so. you can just catch uh, him and if you have enough badges he listens to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have beaten eight different people i will obey you <laughs> like <laughs> all right that rules but I guess that's kind of the case with all the legendaries. They're all elemental forces of nature. And it's like, well, yeah, but as long as you've beaten up like the arbitrary number of people, we'll just do what yeah. you say. That works. I'm fine with that. Makes none of the sense, but that's that's one of the reasons I love it. Well, look, if if I lived in a world where I knew the like I knew the rules to like basically gain godhood or in this case control of a god you know i I finally have a goal in life that i'm like yeah that's the end game that's where i gotta get i gotta beat these eight guys or whatever i can respect that i can do that (laughs) the metaverse of pokemon is so strange too because there's gods there's basic there's genuine god and then there's basically like lower gods in the legendaries Mm -hmm. and then there's ghosts uh, and then there's aliens with like uh, like Deoxys and stuff, like genuine aliens from space that you can also catch and make do what you want. Uh, like, I just don't get them. I, the living in that world seems like it'd be harrowing. Like, it's yeah. And there's also there's a lot of really cool um, fan theories as well about all that kind of stuff um, that really make the world seem really, really bleak. So, like, for example, with red and blue, um, as you're going around so first of all 
most of the adults are either old as in like old uh, like elderly mm-hmm. men or and women, quite like, young yeah like professor Oak, or quite young and then the kind of middle age like the, the majority of adults are mostly women and then there's also with the there's one gym there's leader a, yeah lieutenant surge. surge so there's this theory that you know it's it's kind of representative of japan post world war ii mm-hmm. because most of the young men had died in battles and stuff like that and which makes it really dark and also yeah. 10 year olds are allowed to wander around all the place <laughs> <laughs> they're allowed to wander around unless they don't have a, an attack dog with them then don't go into the grass because you'll get killed yeah 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 but here's it here's 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 a god go catch it yeah you know? <laughs> Here, here's an animal now you can go out and do whatever yeah, yeah yeah see people could do that they're doing that when they're like 10 years old imagine what i could get done with like double the time <laughs> there's not enough like obviously it's a video game so yeah the world revolves around it but like like did lieutenant Surge just only have pokemon or did he also he's a built guy did he also like have to fist fight people or carry a gun or something I don't know. Yeah. And then like in battle where people bring in the Pokemon yeah. war. Like, was that is war you have yeah. you have two lines of guys on either side and everybody lets out their Pokemon all at once and stands on the sidelines? Yeah, because I've heard that before. I don't know if it's like a fan theory or it's like behind the scenes lore of a Pokemon war. And when people talk about it, I'm not sure if they're like talking about like, oh, people use Pokemon in war or whatever or there's wartime in the world of pokemon where it's guys with guns shooting at each other or is it like oh shoot that guy's got a machamp let me get him with my charizard but lieutenant surge says that his pokemon saved his life in the war yeah that's the an, a piece of ambient dialogue he has yeah. so they were at least there and uh, presumably fighting in my head it, it's, it's a mix of both of the things you said andrew i i in my head it, it, like it's lieutenant surge was there in the trenches had a gun was chucking grenades over to whoever was the other side yeah he handed it to his machamp to throw him a lot farther maybe maybe he was maybe he was throwing his voltorb to blow to to self-destruct yeah that rolls yeah yeah yeah. oh that'd make an awesome movie though it would i um in real life in world war one there was a baboon who was uh a soldier like a a real baboon yeah (laughs) during um so it was in South Africa during the First World War. There was just a guy who found a baboon and was like, yeah, I guess I'll keep this. And then he got drafted. And <laughs> he was like, well, hey, I have to go to war, but like, can I keep my baboon? I have no one to leave him with. And they're yeah. like, yeah, sure, whatever. So he brought it to boot camp and it be- quickly became like the mascot of their of their regiment because everybody loved that baboon. It was cool. He was uh, trained. Uh, he was potty trained to use the toilet. He just went in there and did his business. He'd bring you a beer, um, if you asked, I guess. Um, and he eventually went through boot camp and became, like, as a joke, a private. Like, they, they gave him a rank. And then he went to war, uh, and he would carry, like, their, their ammo. He would bring it to the battle site. He would help set up, like, the sandbags. Uh, and during combat, his, his owner was shot and uh, was dying, but he, like kept pressure on the wound to the oh. point where he was then rescued okay, you've lost me now once i heard pressure on the wound i'm like no that's not a natural thing for animals to know um, that baboon was then like field promotions to the point where i think he's like a colonel or like a lieutenant you can look him up oh i gotta find his name 
Um, oh, if you look up War Bam, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll pop up. Yeah, yeah. I know that kind of stuff uh, happens a good deal. Like, I think there's like two or maybe three War Bears. Yeah, uh, like in just... Poland, I think his name's like mm-hmm. Warjak or something like that. Yeah, he's a bear who was also a soldier. Yeah, here he is. Corporal Jackie was that baboon uh, in that South rules. in the South African Army during World War One. But yeah, that would make an awesome movie of like you have like a war drama, but you also have like Pokemon there. Like you see them get like torn apart and everything after like an explosion. Speaking of that, yeah, Jackie received various injuries, like being shot in the shoulder and having his right leg blown off. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Make that baboon like a machine or a manky or whatever. And it, boom, you got a m- emotional story driven war drama <laughs> like set war in the horse, Pokemon. But it's Pokemon, but it's a Ponota. Here's you're you're hitting on something that is a massive bugbear for me with um the Pokemon company uh, and then not not so much Nintendo, Game Freak and all that. The sheer potential for a really epic Pokemon game or anything for a more mature audience is insane. Like mm-hmm. so when um I remember when Pokemon Sword and Shield was first announced, um, th- there was going to be, uh, th- they showed like clips of what is known as the wild area within a game. Mm-hmm. And basically you're wandering around this huge open open world section. Well, huge. It's it's big. It's, it's, not, yeah, yeah. it's big. It's big. But by, by, by modern game standards, it's not huge. I mean, like, mm-hmm. let's put it this way. It's on the Switch. So is Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. That's and, and even even graphics wise, you look at the two side of side and going, ah, come on, come on, that. And it's because the Pokemon <laughs> company is committed to making one game a year. So that's why they don't kind of really go for it. But can you imagine like Pokemon Breath of the Wild? Like, yeah, that would be cool. I think that's big, the, you know. the elevator pitch of that ancient Sinnoh game. Yeah, it's I'm still I'm I'm not gonna. I, don't I know. wouldn't hold your breath yeah yeah no i wouldn't it's still it hasn't been in development for very well it has but i mean they usually would announce a big big games are a lot of development and then we usually last longer but like i always yeah. wanted a game that was aimed at my age group now mm-hmm. because there's there's it seems like there's a whole untapped market of like fans who like you when you were a kid you were real into pokemon and you stayed like a fan of it but uh, it, I get what you're saying. It seems like the Pokemon company is like, no, we're a kids. If like, it ain't broke, don't franchise. Yeah. We'll stick with the kids. Uh, yeah. There is the uh, I didn't watch it, but I, I have seen a lot about it. The OVA Pokemon Generations, which is targeted at a more mature audience. It's um, it's like it's kind of like an anthology and it's um about adults in the pokemon world and there's like conspiracy and, and intrigue and drama i didn't watch it but it sounds cool i'm like i plan to mm-hmm. i haven't watched it either but like for me that uh, the reason i didn't is because of like i don't want to watch something i want to play something like yeah that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> these yeah. are video games first i would yeah i would like the ability to interact with it as well mm-hmm. exactly and uh, although they do have like a why like a massive thing outside of video games too like they got like the shows and the cards and oh, oh one cool they're a massive about, franchise yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One, one, of the, one, one of the biggest in the world i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. 
uh, one experience I do have with Pokemon is uh, the card game was big, like in elementary school when I was like kids would sit around and recess and play it and everything. And they would all get their cards from like Target and everything. But I had this ice cream truck that would like drive around my area and they had Pokemon cards in it. And so one time I bought it and they were clearly fake Pokemon cards. <laughs> they had like, they would have like 6,000 HP and like 1,200 attack. Oh, so you just, yeah, you cheated. So yeah, I, I would bring those to the like little Pokemon circle at school and I'd like just win like all the time. And like, where'd you get these cards? And I'm like, I can't tell you that. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you didn't get it from your uncle that works at Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> Why was that such a big thing, like, as a kid? Like, everybody had, like, a high-up uncle or, like, a cousin or something that was like, oh, I know what's coming out because my family works at Nintendo or PlayStation or whatever. Where did that come from? I'll tell you something. That's still a thing. That is still (laughs) a thing that kids, I still hear kids saying that. And it's so funny because being one of the kids that said that and also fell for other kids saying that mm-hmm. now as a teacher like a kid goes Connor you know that because so I work in a type of school where the kids mm-hmm. call me by my name instead of sir or Mr. Braden or whatever and um they're like Connor you know that there's a new Pokemon coming out and it's called this and it, it'll look like that and I'm, I'm just like really where'd you find that oh my my uncle works for Pokemon I'm like, no he doesn't no he doesn't stop <laughs> lying no you're not impressing anyone you're just when it turns out to be false everyone remember that you're lying trust me I know <laughs> <laughs> and like nowadays you're like oh i could pull up the whole staff list yeah it's like but give me his name i'm sure i could find him on the website yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that's why you do that first look up somebody who works at nintendo with your last name and then you just well i mean i don't think i could do that maybe but most people probably could <laughs> Well, no, because your uncle doesn't necessarily need. Yeah, he doesn't need your last your name, last name. Well, I guess it depends if it's your uncle on your mom's side or your dad. Yeah, side. but who's gonna but fact you say, check you, you on that? You yeah. say it's your mom's side or whatever. So just Google that first, and then say, "Oh yeah, my uncle who works in Nintendo, Jeremy Scott," and boom, you're good. <laughs> that's pretty good i i like going to the top of the chain oh yeah what's the guy what's the guy Andrew Bowser, i yeah. think is the ceo of he's nintendo. the ceo of nintendo so i think i know what i'm talking about <laughs> i have um a really heart-wrenching pokemon story for uh, to share with you because i think you'll get a kick out of it so my um I was in third class, so it would have been like nine or ten. And I had just remember I mentioned Tauros earlier. I, I was yeah. in the car, Game Boy, mm-hmm. uh, playing away, and my mom was driving me over to um her co-worker's house, and they had two kids, both of them younger than me, but both of them older than my younger brother. So we kind of like mm-hmm. the four matched. And um I had just just caught, like I remember whooping and cheering, I had just caught Tauros <laughs> at last. <laughs> I was so happy. And not only that, but this was Pokemon 151 for me because I had also managed to get a Mew. Oh, nice. Very difficult uh, back in the day. So I was delighted with myself. I had a couple of level 100 Pokemon, 151 caught. I was, I was like on top of the world. And then um, pull into my mom's co-worker's house, we go in and um, the, the older of the two boys mm-hmm. um, 
was like, oh, you have a Game Boy? And I was like, yeah, I do, yeah. And I showed him, this is this is it, this is Pokemon. And I opened it up and said, look, I've caught them all and, da, 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 and everything. Now, I found out years later that he actually has uh, special educational needs, but I didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. And also, it was a less, you know, kids were less tolerant of things like that back then. <laughs> so I then, I was like, it's really cool because at the start of the game, you know, you used to pick your starter and you used to do this. And he was like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. Do you want to see? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I, I started a new game just to show him the start. Oh. And be like, this is what you do. I said, now, whatever you do, don't save because you'll ruin my progress. I go, no, no, I won't. Then meanwhile, my mom called me into the kitchen and asked me to help with something or whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I come back and he had the Game Boy turned off. And I was like, oh, that's fine. And the next day I went into school and one of my friends who had Pokemon Red and I had Blue, I was like, I caught Taurus. He was like, no way. I was like, yeah. I was like, let me see. Your man had it up and yeah. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> and, and especially when you're showing your friend and like, oh, how convenient. No, to be fair, he did believe me because the guy, the guy that uh, had saved it, he he named the game as himself. <laughs> yeah. you know, when you pick your, you have to name a character, so he named. It. And I was like, oh no! And I just remember screaming at the game boy, going, oh, kind of freaking out. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, yeah, heart wrenching. Yeah, no, that's legitimately the worst. Like, Absolutely right when you terrible. get right when you reach your goal, you get ripped right down. <laughs> at least he did it though. He, at least he right didn't there. do it right before you caught the Taurus. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, at least I had done like, yeah, I had you knew you did it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah, and, and that's an experience, like you said before, that like has stuck with you of getting that last Pokemon and it's like such a nostalgic thing for you at least you have that moment yeah, yeah. even even though even though it, it's tied to a negative thing in terms of the, the game five being delayed like I said earlier Taurus is still one of my favorite Pokemon just because yeah it, because of that moment the, that mm-hmm. moment you know so yeah yeah it was really cool yeah no that's awesome <laughs> I'm, I'm always so surprised by the real world elements that are in Pokemon like like Taurus is what made me think about it. They are just bulls. So mm-hmm. like there'll be ranchers and like cattlemen rounding up their Taurus. Or there's an actual mafia. Like Team Rocket yeah. just is the mafia. They'll beat you up and take your money well, look, or whatever. The leader has an Italian name. Like you couldn't get more on the nose. <laughs> is there a Pokemon oh, in Italy? Is- I want a game set there. <laughs> is Team Rocket like the mafia? Italian? I always thought they were like oh, no, yeah, they are the fighter. Mafia. Like they're like no. pokemon freedom fighters there are other teams like that uh like i think that's the main villains so to speak of black and white their mm-hmm. their whole idea is we shouldn't be catching pokemon let's be friends with them instead i mean they're kind of right the whole society is built around capturing holding and forcing these animals that are like sentient enough to like understand things like love oh, and yeah, loss some of them and everything like i know pikachu like he cried when he thought ash died yeah like, they all did yeah and, that all of their tears brought him back to life yeah and we're like taking these like basically sapient beings and like oh yeah you're gonna fight for me so i get that cool medal <laughs> like it, it's a messed up society it really it really is it really is I remember, especially them doing it at such a young age like 10 yeah yeah i i remember when gen 5 came out so that was black and white um peter as in the prevention yes of, i was just gonna talk what does it actually uh, stand for? people for the ethical treatment of animals ethical treatment of animals that's what it is. they actually made it like a fake 
like browser game of it and had and like uh, as the battle went on if you played it like the pokemon would develop bruises and start bleeding, yeah, bleeding <laughs> and broken teeth and stuff so i like there, I there's do, stuff for that was so weird like they had um a big thing i remember at the time was they had like pikachu and other pokemon wrapped in barbed wire like collars <laughs> yeah and put in the dog fighting rings it's yeah. like jesus christ yeah yeah really <laughs> Or like there's genetic engineering in the Pokemon world. That's where Mewtwo came from and presumably Ditto. And Genesect. Yeah, and Genesect. So like there's a lot of weird like Game Freak wants to make a game for children, but they also have all of these mature elements there. I don't understand why they can't just focus there. And like yeah. earlier, all the ghost stuff. Like it's yeah. all it's mm-hmm. it's a really dark, messed up place to be. <laughs> and I think on that happy note is where we'll have to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Connor. For... Sad. It's always been sad, but you don't realize because <laughs> it's fun. It's yeah. colorful. It's very colorful. Yeah. You don't notice that it's dog fighting when it's a dog that's red. And blue with with yellow stripes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. uh, Thank you, Connor, for coming on. It was a blast talking about Pokemon for a while. Not Uh, at all. Pleasure to be here. uh, Feel free to uh, plug wherever you need to plug. Yeah, sure. Um, So if if you're interested in me, um, I I don't talk about Pokemon much. So this was an an exciting experience. (laughs) Uh, As well as being a teacher and a Pokenerd, I'm also an author and I'm also a uh, podcast host. So if you want to hear my podcast, it's Story of a Storyteller. It's where I talk to other authors and people who tell stories for a living. I've had game designers on. I've had stuntmen on. I've had um app developers on like all sorts so anyone who makes a story for a living and i get to talk about their life story some of them are like it'll be a completely different podcast to this so if you're looking for something mm. completely different um <laughs> come back to in universe as a palate cleanser because uh, i talk <laughs> to people about their fathers passing away and talk to people about coming out to their children when they had grown and all this so it's it's an amazing show really really proud of it then my book is the longest night it's a supernatural thriller uh i like to pitch it as Indiana Jones meets Stranger Things, but set in Ireland. Um, and it's that sounds awesome. It is awesome, even if I do say so myself. So the basic premise is there is a new crime gang in Dublin, um, and they're run by a mysterious man called the Occultist. Um, the uh, the three main characters are um, Austin Hunter, who works in the archaeology department at Trinity College. Mm-hmm um keith akintola who is a congolese second generation immigrant and he works for an insurance company which is really boring i know but his his story is the best and tasha o'brien a journalist and the three of them come across different kind of weird mysteries in their own line of work and then it's all tied to the occultist um it's not for the faint of heart there is a lot of <laughs> violence in it human sacrifice uh and horror and all oh, set awesome. with the backdrop of like um ancient real by the way ancient uh like stone age ruins that are still around ireland today and it culminates in newgrange which is one of my favorite things of living in ireland it's uh an old passage tomb that's older than stonehenge and older than the pyramids and on the the reason the book is called the longest night is because on the longest night of the year or the shortest day december 21st the sun the sunrise shines directly in a small oh, hole yeah i've seen that yeah yeah and it actually illuminates the entire chamber inside 
and the actual entire chamber is perfectly watertight and rainwater hasn't gotten through the building in like five and a half thousand years so uh yeah so longest night is my book and story of a storyteller is my podcast and, i mean uh, come, come on, on check it out oh, uh, irish I'm, crime I'm, gangs insurance I'm, it's, it's yeah, right I'm, up my alley i'm definitely to the, gotta check out your book that sounds um, really there's cool. there's the cover i'm holding it up uh sorry for the listeners um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the that's Newgrange there, and then that little hole there that is where the sun goes in. Yeah, so yeah. If if you want to know, you could probably find a picture of it online, right? The covers. Yeah, just search the yeah. long night and Connor Braden, B R E D I N, and you'll find it there. All right. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Right. I wasn't sure if I could do that or not. No, you could have. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody bye. says bye. Or whatever oh, yeah. you want to say. I think it might have been only for the Let's Play, but sometimes we'll just give a little kiss to the audience. Just, you know, <laughs> let them know we appreciate it. I don't know your audience well enough to kiss them. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 